four o'clock. It's time for the Saturday open mic. Watch and learn, baby. Yeah. We're listening to Coco Rosie in the films because Rachel Pinson is here and she said, hey, let's listen to some girly witchy music. Why not? She's not a witch, but she is dressed as a tiny bear today. So that's a lot of fun. Can't wait to listen to her material about cats. I think those are cat ears, not bear ears. They look a little fuzzy. They're bears. They're cat ears. They're bear ears. I fucked everything up for all of Rachel Pinson's jokes. Uh, Keep listening for a while to this lovely Coca Rosie uh, playlist. It's going to be great. And we're going to be right back with the comedians that show up. Yay, comedians on a Saturday. Hey, we divide the time. If it's going to be Rachel Pinson for an hour, we're fucking doing it. We're giving her. It's going to be her special. It's going to be amazing. She's going to talk about all kinds of things. Uh, Also, she's on some cat show tonight somewhere, so go check that out. Where is it at? The layover, yeah, in Oakland. The layover in Oakland. There's a cat show. You love cats. Go out there. Love some cats. Meow, meow, meow. Uh, we'll be right back here with Watch and Learn. Uh, it used to be Capital Pilkros. I've kind of taken it over. I'm Pam Benjamin. We're here doing long sets for comics on Saturdays because what else are you doing? <laughs> uh, listen to some Coco Rosie. Wish 
Thanks for being here on Watch and Learn. <laughs> it's Capital's old name for the show, and we're still keeping it fresh and real with today in the studio. We've got Rachel Pinson. Yay! Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Yay. That was, see, my, my thing was way too up. I was like, oh, that was crazy. But everything is great now. Rachel Pinson, Hello. lovely to see you. You have a show tonight that's about cats. Yeah, it's cat people cat people i'm hoping that they don't sniff me out as a dog person because you are a dog person yeah. you've got a lovely dog named mister yeah, who but is... i also love cats well but dogs are arguably nicer than cats i mean they they seem to you know love people pay attention to them better uh cats it's hard you gotta i picked up my cat a bunch today without his express consent and uh made him snuggle and he was like oh i'm okay with this for a minute but like not really and i'm like i want you to touch me but if you wanted to snuggle with mister he'd be all on it the whole time oh yeah he's into it he'd be like yes get spoon spoon. (laughs) i'm a little spoon it's kind of respectable that cats you know choose when and how they want to you know, show their affection. Fuck that! I want to. I want to catch affection <laughs> now. <laughs> meow! Right meow! <laughs> right meow! Cats. So uh, your show tonight is at the Layover in Oakland. Hey everybody, go out there for the Cat People Show. And uh, you are you going to talk about the difference between cats and dogs, or are you just specifically going to go cat style? You know, I'm not sure. I was thinking about uh, going in and telling some stories. You know, I do have that. I do have one cat joke that I wrote myself. Ooh. Uh, tell, stop me if you've heard this one over and over again, Pam. Uh, <laughs> but I'm starting to look at dick pics as the same as like when a cat brings you a dead animal. You know, because it's like I'm disgusted and I'm not really into it all. But they're just trying to show me affection. You know, bringing me something in their love language. It's a beautiful joke. It's yeah, the inspiration of that joke, joke actually came. My mom had this bird feeder, and every day they would watch this cardinal. They were so in love with this cardinal. They were like, wow, he's back, he's back. 
beautiful, wonderful. And then one day their cat was like, you know that bird that you've been stalking? Here, I've hunted it for you and brought the dead <laughs> cardinal to their front door. No, we wanted it to live. Oh, I misunderstand your love language. Why did you have to kill the, the thing I adore? I did this for the family so we could feast. <laughs> yeah. oh, I did yeah. this for us. I wonder how much meat... I mean, a cardinal is a pretty big red bird, but... I mean, I wouldn't want to eat a blackbird. I don't think there's a lot of... You'd have to... By the time you took its feathers off and took its insides out, there's so little left of that bird. Like, how much sustenance can you really gain from it? Cat. Does the cat eat the feathers, too, and cough them up? <coughs> like a... like a Remember the old uh, Sylvester? Yeah, oh, yeah. And Tweety, poof, and a little... <laughs> a little, <laughs> a little, feather, a little feather comes out and floats to the ground. And then the bird comes out, and you're like, oh, everything's okay, yay! <laughs> An interesting thing about cats is, like, they... Whenever they give birth, they decide which kittens they want to survive and which kittens they think they're not going to make it. Did you know this? I did not know this. Yeah, they will abandon cats if they think that something's wrong with them, and they'll just nurse the ones that they want to survive. They don't... They don't murder it. They just abandon it. That seems, I mean, in the animal world, that seems like extra special cool. It does. I don't cruel. know. Maybe Not some, cool. Cruel. I'm sorry. Maybe I some cats cool. will eat them. But I, I've definitely had a friend that nursing cats because they were abandoned by their mother. And one time I had this golden retriever and very maternalistic dog. She has nipples. She has nipples. Uh... And one day we saw something furry in our dog's mouth. We ran outside. We're like, what is going on? What is she eating? She didn't eat anything. She adopted a kitten. Oh, my God. She adopted a kitten and was like, this kitten was abandoned. I bestow upon you our new, like, we are taking care of this cat now. We're like, oh, I guess we have to adopt this cat. Our dog adopted a cat. Amazing. And this That's cat was... Dogs are awesome. Yeah, That's they are. Another dick... Dogs one, cat zero. Cat <laughs> abandons baby. Dog picks up baby, brings it to humans, goes, look, look, make it live. Yeah, exactly. Feed it with a tiny little syringe until it almost dies. This cat, uh, they named her Lady Fee for like Lady Feline, but I called her Kit Vicious because mm. she was out for blood every day. She would attack, like not just the putt-putt like under your bed, the cute little, oh, I grabbed your foot. Like she would claws out try to attack us all the time and one morning she was just out for blood she started attacking my little sisters my my stepmom had to rush them out of the house rush the children out of the house yeah because the cat From was going crazy how old was the cat at the time i think the cat was like maybe like one and a half or two you you put the cat in the bathroom and closed the yeah, okay, well, if you could catch it, this cat was so sneaky. So you chase the cat into the bathroom and you close the door. Well, that's funny because it was almost the opposite is what happened. Uh, so my stepmom rushes her my little sisters to school. She comes back and the cat goes to attack her again, like claws her really like bad, like she was bleeding. She ran and hid in the laundry room. Is this the cat that was brought to you in yes. the dog's mouth? Yeah. It carried so much trauma uh. from the... Like, it was acting out its trauma. Like, if I was a cat psychologist... Hey, it's Jack Ferguson. You're the first comic. We were just talking about cats in here. Come on in. You like cats? Uh, 
Perfect. So <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap the story up and then we can talk why, about why Jack doesn't like cats. <laughs> but so the, this cat was viciously attacking my stepmom. She hides in the laundry room. And the only thing that she could think of to do was to call the cops. <laughs> So she calls the she calls nine one one and they're on like on the cat on the cat on the cat and they're like ma'am what's the emergency and she's like I'm trapped I'm trapped in the laundry room and like uh, what what happened she's like it's the cat and they're like ma'am how big is the cat ma'am she's like about seven pounds and they audibly started laughing at her like actively were laughing at her yes. And they said, ma'am, how old are you? And she's like, I am 57 years old and I don't know what that has to do with any of this. I need help. Come help me. (laughs) This cat has trapped me in the laundry room. Yes. So they didn't take her very seriously, but they did send somebody over because, you know, somebody called. Because they they were going to 5150 her because they're like, (laughs) there is no cat and she's hallucinating in the laundry room. (laughs) Exactly. Her daughter slipped her acid and now she's in the laundry room scared of this seven pound cat she's like trying to get ready for work and everything so this cop comes in and uh, she can't answer the door so the cop just walks ma'am ma'am <laughs> i hear there's a disturbance here with a cat so they just it was just one guy and he comes and he's like ma'am i don't see a cat he's just yelling and she's like she's hiding she's really sneaky <laughs> Watch out. Oh, there's someone in there, Ernest. She's trying to, she's going to try to get you. And the do, the, cow, uh, the cop was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden the cat came out of nowhere, starts attacking the cop. The cop gets scared, shuts himself in the laundry room with, with my your stepmom. <laughs> with my mom. And then he didn't know what to do. So shit you not, the cop had a call for backup. On the cat. On the cat. Because the this- cat... Was going that crazy. Is this crazy? cat still alive? You know, the sad thing is... No, the cat's not still alive. Uh, they called for backup. They had to chase the cat up the stairs. They trap it in a laundry Did basket. Did they shoot the cat? No. No, they didn't. Uh, but my shoot stepmom was like, can you take the cat? And they're like, no, ma'am, this is your problem now. We caught the cat, and they were just out. They were like, we're out. We're checking out. And uh, she ended up taking it to the vet, and we had to put it down because oh, she was a threat was a to my little sister. It was a threatening cat. Now we know why the cat's mom abandoned it in the first place. Because it was evil. It was evil incarnate. It was an evil cat. Talk about a catastrophe. Oh. It, well, the problem was it didn't find a witch to have to be its familiar. Mm. It needed a witch friend that was like, yes, we will attack everyone with your beautiful claws. <laughs> your paws and claws are awesome. That's just not how my dog raised her. <laughs> that's a great story. Are you going to tell that tonight at your cat show? I'm thinking about you it. Really, it's I a just good need story. to know where the punches are. There, I mean, it, it are, they're all it, for cat people in a room. They're everywhere. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Claws and paws, baby. It's I'm sad that you had around, to murder the you know? kitten around. I know. I yeah, don't know how to do end it. Yeah. I don't know how to end it in a way that's not going to make all the cat people hate me because we had to put down this evil cat. I can't know? believe it. I say that a lot of times. I say, I love you so much. I can't believe it. I talk mm-hmm. to my cat. I'm like, I can't believe how awesome you are, kitty. Oh, I love you. I want to kiss your face. Kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> I love my cat. <laughs> Do you have any like cute nicknames that you call your cat? That's uh, everything cat? other than his name. His name is Zernon, but I call him Baby Kitty. I call him Kitty Face. I call him uh, Baby Kitty. Is kind of the thing really. I'm like, give me your Baby Kitty. I love you, Baby Kitty. Make you a Baby Kitty. He's not. He's his name is Zernon. Mm. 
I do the same thing with my dog. Like, first I call him, like, well, his name's Mr., right? So I call him, like, Mr. Scruffington, mm. Mr. Scruff Muffin. Mm. And then I just shorten it to Scruff. A, he has a scruffy little face. And then I call him Scruff Muffin, and then I shorten it to Scruff Muff. And I'm like, wait a minute, am Ooh. I just describing my pussy at this point? Like, well, he's gray, so you have a couple years. <laughs> there you like, go. There you go. Uh, we have a quorum of comedians, so we can get it started. So uh, once uh, Ernest comes out of the bathroom... I feel like this is enough audience for us to do time. Yeah. Uh, so we can all agree on time. Like, how much time do you want to do? Um, I'm not sure. Like five to eight minutes or something. Oh, that's. I was thinking more like fifteen. I okay, don't know. I, I can mean, do fifteen. Well, no, just because no one else is here, and we kind of divide the amount of time based on how many people are here. I, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to work on. Okay, I that sort of works for everybody here. Fill it out and. Um... And the weird chicky music happening uh, is chosen by Rachel. It's uh, Coco Rosie. Coco, Coco Rosie. So and there's and there's the album cover is lovely. It's a unicorn, fucking another unicorn with its rainbows coming out of its head, fucking a unicorn that's barfing. So it's very like. What was that horrible movie that changed my life that I never want to think again about again? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably centipede. good. You don't remember it. Yeah. Human yeah. centipede. That reminds me of like a unicorn centipede. It's gross. All right. Uh, here's some music and we're going to get right back with comedy here on Friday. Yay. You know. All right, I don't know who decided to do what. I don't know what happened. This is uh Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I I'm like, "Look, it's stage time, everybody. Why won't you want to do it?" And they're like, "Pam's weird or something." I don't know. I'm project I'm, proje- I'm projecting. Hey, Yo. put your hands together, everybody. It's Ernest Evangelista. Howdy ho, guys. Woo! What's up, Muni Radio? The most mutinous of the... We should be pirates. Want to be pirates, y'all? But pirates. <laughs> I want to take some booty. You know what's cool about pirates? Is you don't need dental to be a pirate. You don't need to brush your teeth. I'm, I've probably been a pirate ever since... My braces came off. You can't be a pirate with braces. That's the that's the thing. Um, but yeah, what's up, Muni Radio? Um, I'm gonna take this out. Uh, so a lot of things been going on. Uh, mainly impeachment. Impeachment's going on. Uh, or is it going on? Is it really? Are they trying to hide it? Um. My thing about impeachment is, uh, does it ever work? 
Does it ever work? It hasn't really, right? Uh, they impeached uh, Bill Clinton. He was uh, still the president. And they uh, impeached, well, they were about to impeach Nixon, but he resigned before it happened. So when they get impeached, do they go to jail after that? Or... No, is it? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We could, we could just sit down and talk about it. Hell yeah! Here we can give him a microphone. Pick up a microphone. No, it's fine. It's, mm-hmm. it's just in Congress. Yeah, but when it goes through uh, the Congress and the Senate, so what happens after that? Like, steps down. He gets kicked in the ass. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. Why does it? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's weird because, like, we kind of always knew, like, uh, like presidents do this, you know? Like, you do something for me, I do something for you. But, like, Trump doesn't really care about, like, hiding things. Like, he doesn't really, like... Like, we had to be a little bit sneaky. I think it's because he grew up with, like, such privilege. He never knew what was, like, wrong. He's, like, the ultimate rich kid that ever grew up. Like, like he, he's, like, like Brock Turner doesn't have shit on him. He, he he is the reason influenza is a thing, man. It's a epidemic. And, okay, um, let's talk about cat jokes. What's up, pussycats? What's up, pussycat? Isn't it weird that pussycat... Became like a uh, like a slang term, but no one ever called like dick dog never worked. Like you never tried like hey what's up dick dog. That sounds aggressive, right? That's why girls feel weird when they see pussy cat. We call him pussy cat. Okay, um, shut up, grandpa. Um, yeah, man, uh, it's cool. Other cat jokes. I used to be uh, scared of my neighbor's cat. I used to be scared of my neighbor's cat mainly because um, she was black. No, she was uh, a fat cat. It was uh, it was like you know like one of those like big fat cats, right? And she would just always stare at the window watching me. Um, maybe I should have not stand in front of my neighbor's window so much, but it was always watching me, like, kind of like those little hourglass cats that, like, go, like, one, two, like, they're counting time. Um, turns out, yeah, I had another neighbor, and, uh, her mom was a crazy cat lady. She had, like, 12 cats in her house. Uh huh. She was she was kind of a hoarder, or um, what we call a hoarder, or uh, she had sex a lot, and especially with um, my friends. Uh, but yeah, what I learned later in life was um. Well, she did have twelve cats, but she eventually like. Lost most of them to to uh, freak accidents, um, but yeah, but she her house still smelled like a crazy cat lady's house. Well, it turns out 
uh she wasn't that much of a crazy cat lady it's just that when you smoke methamphetamine it smells like cat piss everywhere and she was just a crazy meth lady she wasn't even a crazy cat lady and those are my cat jokes uh do you ever feel like sworn jenner's cat like you know you know the like flossy turn of like is a cat dead or alive in the box was he just like a little mini serial killer? Cause that's one of the terms of like when you if you kill if you kill animals when you're a kid, like why is he torturing this cat in a box? Like, okay, uh, hmm, that was another cat joke. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, I've been thinking. I like watching Netflix. Uh, mainly because um, it's like stealing cable. From your friends back when you were growing up. Remember, like, your dad had this box where you could watch HBO and porn on it. I mean, it didn't work in your other, like, uh, the TVs in your other, uh, in the other parts of the house. Now, we can't steal cable, but we could steal your, uh, login information and, like, oh crap, we got HBO Go now. Um,. But yeah, what I what I like watching on Netflix is uh mainly uh I like watching uh serial killer documentaries. Uh not because I'm a serial killer, but it's helpful to know who is trying to kill me, you know? Like it's good to know that I probably shouldn't get in this uh VW bug uh, with, uh, Ted Bundy, even though he has a cast on, he's like, I probably, like, fuck him, he could, he's a grown man, he could bring that box into, uh, without my help, um, but yeah, one of, uh, the most interesting serial killers, uh, was, uh, was Jeffrey Dahmer, you know this guy, he was, uh, a man who used to murder, uh, skinny Filipino men, and honestly, I was just, I I was excited to be picked one, like, he picked, like, at least he was attracted to us, man. Somebody has to. Um, but yeah, what was crazy about him is, like, uh, he had friends. Like, he went to prom. Did you know that? He went to prom. He had a, he had a Jeffrey Dahmer fan club in high school. Like, it was the weirdest thing. Like, he wasn't, like, a weird, like, um, which makes you think about who, what happened to, like, the dude who was a loner in school, and then, like, he was jealous of Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, what did he do? Uh, also, um, yeah, uh, what else for Jeffrey... Yeah, uh, there's a cool thing about what serial killers get is they always get, like, a last meal. Like, you know, uh, John Wayne Gacy, he was, uh, this clown who used to work for KFC, um, and he asked for his last meal to be, uh, KFC. It's weird. And also, Jeffrey Dahmer, he asked his last meal to be a Filipino man to eat, uh, but that didn't work. I wonder if, yeah, if I was 
like on death row and they asked me what would my last meal be, I would uh, I'll probably go with pussy. I'll probably go with pussy. Just one last taste before I go. And then they kill me. And then it's all fucking sad. And uh, the coroner looks over my dead body. And he's like, wow, man, this is barbaric. This wasn't a suicide. Look at... Oh, it was... That was a Jeffrey Epstein reference. Uh, yeah, this is barbaric, man. He's He died with, like, no humanity. Look at his face. It's all gooey and gunky. And then my homie's going to turn to him. I was like, nah, man. That's pussy juice on his face. He died with a smile on. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else I want to talk about? Um, hmm. I'm working on stuff. Um, mainly IKEA furniture. It's pretty hard. Uh, it's hard to set up a TV stand. If your TV still has an ass to it, you know, like, cause I haven't gotten flat screen TV. I like ass. I like big ass TVs. They have nice. It's cool because you could still put your plug in your uh your PlayStation onto it. Um, yeah. I wish I had a PlayStation. Okay, uh... Yo, Cody! Yeah, uh... Alright, one minute. Yeah, so, man, I'm gonna leave you guys with a question. Uh, who killed Jeffrey Epstein? Was it the Clintons? Was it the CIA? Has anyone ever thought it might have been the ghost of Robin Williams? Okay, you guys have a good night. But you didn't keep it quick enough for some. The ghost of Robin Williams, I think, resides in the body of Ernest Evangelista. Yay! Here we are on a Saturday. We have another comic who's joined the quorum. We've got, that was just Ernest Evangelista coming up in a little bit. We'll have Jack Ferguson and Cody Abe. But right now, she's wearing some ears. I think she's got some cat jokes, too. There's a show tonight at Layover in Oakland. Go see it. It's a cat show. And your next comedian's going to be on it. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Hello, everyone. What's up, Muni Radio? Yeah, four people other than me here. That's cool. Do you, uh, do you guys ever like make up excuses of why you should celebrate and smoke weed? Like, hey, it's Snoop Dogg's birthday. Let's smoke a blunt. And then the next day, you're like, it's Snoop Dogg's birth week. Let's smoke a blunt. And the next week, you're like, it's Snoop Dogg's birth month let's smoke a blunt and then after a few more weeks you're just like snoop dog was born let's smoke a blunt you guys know about the uh, the drug war yeah i lost a few good men to the drug war i lost george andrew even a couple benjamins 
even a couple benjamins i'm from ohio man the opiate crisis is so bad there it just is it's awful like you know how in california before weed was recreational you could just go to a doctor and be like hey i've got anxiety and they'd be like wink nudge and you have insomnia too right <laughs> and you're like yeah i have all those things and they're like well here's a prescription for weed and you're like yeah that's cool we would do that over there too but uh not for weed we would do that for oxycontin the doctors made a lot of money thanks to the sacklers a lot of people that i know even people in my family ended up you know in the game selling pills and shit but i didn't do it not i i refuse to work for the government man fuck the cia yeah but it's so bad there that intervention came to my hometown do you guys know the show intervention yeah where they'll like follow around a hopeless drug addict and they're like you're ruining your life and you're ruining our lives and we want you to get better so they send him to rehab yeah, they came to my hometown, which was only like 30,000 people, but they were all so fucked off. I'm like, man, looking around, like they're gonna have to do the whole town. Like everyone here is pretty bad. So we were all excited as a family to watch it together, see who we might know. And I was right, they did. They did the whole town and they called it Hillbilly Heroin. And uh, it just kind of showed people using drugs, losing their kids you know, being prostitutes and stuff. And they didn't do one intervention. They didn't help anybody. They were just like, wow, this is fucked up America. And they were out. They were out, and that's what I did. And then I left Ohio. But as we're watching it, our family, we're like, who are we gonna know? It shows like this panel, a dilapidated house, my sister's backyard, her dog was in it. My nieces get so excited, they're like, Rufus is famous! Man, what a shitty thing to be famous for. And what an even shittier way to find out that your sister's dog's been on drugs. <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot. <laughs> just, I mean, my whole set about drugs so far. Uh, you could um, just change that joke and make it a cat. I was thinking about doing that with this joke. Uh, I went through a millennial divorce. Do you guys know what that is? That's where you don't get married and you don't have any kids, but then you ended up with joint custody of a pet. And my pet recently, I'm just going to pretend it's a cat. My cat recently got in a car accident. And now I have to pay out of each paycheck I have. I have to put $500 of it towards my dog. I have to give it to my ex. So I basically pay child support. Um, yeah, that joke's going nowhere. Uh, they call me the Plan B girl. Not because I'm a slut, or not just because I'm a slut, you know, but because I'm so pessimistic, I could always think of what I'm going to do whenever someone's plan goes wrong. I always have an exit. That joke's going to go somewhere someday. Maybe. Maybe not. So I, uh, I spent a lot of time in my life being like a traveling homeless hippie. It's been a lot of fun. I met this guy in Atlanta, and he was like, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. I just got out of jail. I was arrested, and all I was doing was making love to my girlfriend in her own home. We just happened to be homeless. 
This sucks, man. I met this other kid named Monk, and uh, he actually went to Tibet to Tibet to study to be a monk, but you can't tell that by looking at him because he had face tats. He was like a train hopper. He walked around barefoot all the time. Try to offer him some uh, beer. He's like, no, thanks. I can't drink. That's against the rules. I'm like, okay, you want to smoke some weed? He's like, no, that's against the rules. I can't have sex either. That's against the rules. We were riding in a car. He's like, can we stop and get some almond milk? My friend's like, I got chocolate almond milk. You want some of that? He's like, no, I can't have chocolate. It's against the rules. Then he was telling us a story about smoking crack by the train tracks. I mean, my friends are like, what? You could smoke crack? He's like, yeah, yeah, I could smoke crack. Crack's not against the rules. Crack was invented like long after the rules were written. Like, what else could he do? He could probably, he probably can't smoke opium, but he might be able to do heroin, you know? Um, probably some more stuff like that. Uh, it's such a trip being in San Francisco. Because when I first came here, I was one of those homeless hippies on hate that ironically you all hate. And I, like, I'm not homeless anymore. And whenever people come up to me and they're like, hey, do you got any change? I'm just flattered. I'm like, wow, I look like I have change? That's so cool. I came a long way. One time someone, I was sleeping in the park, my backpack was stolen, but there was nothing in there but dirty clothes. Like what was I gonna do, like sell my crusty underwear? Cause God damn it, I was gonna sell my crusty underwear and he took my hustle and that's not cool. That's not cool. I experienced classism. Cause when I first came here and I was all dirty with a backpack and a dog, these people would come up to me and they'd be like, hey kid, do you wanna do some acid with me? I'm like, yeah, sure, man, that's cool. Welcome home, San Francisco is great. But flash forward a couple years, I live here now, and I don't look homeless anymore, and those same kids will come up to me and they'll be like, hey, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy some acid from me? It's fucked up. It's classism. That's classism. That's where I'm gonna end, thanks. Rachel Benson, everyone! Rachel Benson! Do you still like to do acid? What? You still like to do acid? Uh, you know, I've been fasting on psychedelics for like four years. You've been fasting on psychedelics for four years. No, I understand what a fast is. That's, <laughs> that's no. But when you go back, hit me up. We'll go run around the streets and not tell anyone we're on acid. Yay! Yay! Yay, uh, your next comedian, I haven't seen him in a while because he was out of the country and things are crazy and, and he must have wonderful new things to talk about. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jack Ferguson. Hey, everyone, what's going on? How are you? Good? Did you guys get spanked when you were kids? Yeah. Why is that not considered child abuse? Like, why is it okay to, or not okay to hit your kids but they're like, well, you can't hit him. It's like, well, what if it's kinky? <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah. You can hit him as long as it's kinky. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's your hit. Your if your spanking is still hitting your kid, is it not? And like, tr like, I'm in favor of hitting kids. I think that it's a you gotta keep them in line. You know, they don't understand the rules. I don't understand why violence isn't. Uh, why that's not a viable mode of punishment. It's the best mode of punishment, you know? I wasn't hit as a kid, 
and I did not respect my parents. <laughs> but if the, if they hit me, I would have respected them, you know? And I got into a lot of trouble because I did not respect my parents, you know? Like, I would not have... I probably... My life would have been a lot better if my parents had hit me. I'm just going to stand here and say that. I did get spanked, though, so I guess... I guess the rule does apply. I guess it's not as effective. Uh, like once a night, my neighbor in my apartment uh, just goes outside at like four o'clock in the morning and just hits our trash cans with a baseball bat to establish that he's the alpha in the apartment. It wakes us up every, I don't know what he's doing out there. It's like four o'clock in the morning and you just hear like this bang, like metallic banging outside. Um, but. I don't know. I guess he's trying to keep away homeless people. That's probably what he's doing. You guys ever seen someone at the gym just walking on a treadmill? It's like, why Why did you come all the way here to do that? Why are you paying $150 for an Equinox, Equinox membership to do something that you had to do to get to the treadmill? You know? Like, what if you go to the gym and all the treadmills are taken? You're like, oh, shit, I guess I can't walk today. You know, like then you walk out of the gym. It's like, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I have a playlist on Spotify. You guys have Spotify? It's a fucking rhetorical question. Uh, so you guys are millennials. I have Spotify. I have a playlist on Spotify uh, called Music I Let My Girlfriend Peg Me To. It's empty. I don't have any songs on that playlist. just want people to know that I don't let my girlfriend peg me. Maybe I would, though, if I had a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I'm out on women. I'm done with women. Uh, I have a homosexual fantasy. You want to hear it, Ernest? Uh, I want to fuck Vladimir Putin. For America, you know? And I want it to be consensual. Like, I want to take Vladimir Putin out to dinner and, like, open up emotional areas that he didn't know were still there and then like take him home like lay him down on bed with like rose petals and shit and just fuck the daylights out of him and then never call him again for america <laughs> just break vladimir putin's heart to let him know that we're still on top that's a gay pun if you think about it um you guys ever like get so, <laughs> I was supposed to open with this, so just imagine that, <laughs> imagine that I opened with this. Um, all right. Do you guys ever uh, get so waste, wasted that you black out, and when you black in, you're on stage holding a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know why you're there? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't know. It's just stupid stuff. Um, uh, I feel like the only thing worse than being retarded is uh, looking like you're retarded, but not actually, not actually being retarded. <laughs> like, if you s like, these people exist, right? In your earnest, you look fine, but. Have you ever seen someone on the street where you're like, that person's probably retarded, and they open their mouth and they just speak perfectly regularly? 
And you're like, fuck, dude, you really got dealt a short. You 100% look like you have Down syndrome. <laughs> this is on the internet now, so if I ever become famous, <laughs> Vulture is going to find a clip of me talking about how... <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I know. This could be someone impersonating my vote, except for the fact that I get introduced as my real name. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I was just, I was recently in, in Europe. Uh, it was a lifelong dream of mine to go to Europe. I saved up a bunch of money. Uh, not that cool. Europe, Europe is not that cool. I'm here to say it. It's basically just America, except you can't understand what people are saying. People yell at you for like being too loud, even though you're speaking in a normal tone of voice. And uh, French people suck. French people are the worst. They, I speak French, and, or I speak some French, like enough to hold a conversation. And I would like go up to people in cafes and like try to, because I would be nice. I didn't want to assume that they spoke English. They'd hear my accent and they'd be like, you are American? Stop attempting to uh, speak French to me. You are defacing our language. <laughs> it's like, sir? I feel like you have are under some sort of impression that you and your country like matter at all. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Especially not to me. Like I'm from I know this is why you hate me, but I'm from America, you know, and you should be thanking like you're you would have been Germany. You would have been German. And there's a, my friends cuz I went there with uh with three of my college buddies, they're all 23-year-old guys, they're being pretty, we're being dicks. Um, but only after they were dicks to us. Like, we, were, we went in with the best of intentions, and then they broke our trust. And so we were, like, running around getting drunk, saying, like, oh, back-to-back -back World War champs. And, and some French girl, when I said that, turned around and said, so will we. And I was like... No, you weren't. <laughs> like, you were on the winning side, but you won World War II the same way that a towel boy won, uh, you know, an NBA championship. Like, you were, you were just on the winning side. You weren't the one winning, you know? Anyways. Any, also, apparently, what'd you say? Matt Barnes. Matt Bar exactly. Matt Barnes. You are the Matt Barnes of the World War II squad. Um, anyways. We were at a cafe and they charged us a tip, which is apparently something they don't do in Paris. They don't charge tips. So the, some guy was explaining it to me. He's like, that's all you really got one over on you guys it's by charging us a tip. Like, do you realize that's what we do every time we pay in America? He didn't really get one over on us so much as he just allowed us to do what we always do. It's like, you know how that French waiter would get, you know, scammed if he was in New York? He would get robbed at gunpoint. <laughs> And then he would go to the hospital, and the American government would rob him at gunpoint for his medical bills. He wouldn't be able to return to France. I went to Copenhagen, too. Uh, Copenhagen's one of those, those places that people always point to as, like, oh, it's a socialist paradise. Like, everyone there is super happy because they have their medical bills paid for. They have, you know, everything is is in order, is perfect, because it's socialist. Uh, I'm here to say, I don't think the reason they're happy is because it's a socialist country. I think they're happy because they're all six foot four and beautiful. Like, they're all, like, they literally all look like Thor, and I think that that 
in my opinion, would play a much greater role in my psychological well-being. I would be, I would way rather be a poor, beautiful person than a rich, ugly person any day of the week, you know? And these people are all fucking beautiful. It's ridiculous. It got to the point where I was, like, walking down the street. Also, like, totally, like, like it was super common. It, I feel like being in Copenhagen made me feel like experience to uh, maybe in a small poor part like what it's like to be a woman because every single woman there was more physically intimidating than i am they were all, i felt like that was one of the first places in the country that literally anyone could beat my ass just all it was shocking the number of women i saw that were just taller than me significantly um and they would they fucking rocked it over there too it'd be a girl where it was like six foot two wearing four inch heels just like walking down the street so they don't give a fuck because there's a bunch of six eight dudes that are there too you know um it was cool it was a cool place but god it felt like it felt like what what, what god meant the world to be <laughs> it felt like that was the way that it was supposed to be you know and i was like this fucked up like fugitive from like the world of sin and they just i don't know are you am i being timed or should i just time myself i feel like you're at 10 minutes you kind of the whole okay. point of saturdays is you kind of do whatever you want that's enough for me then thank you guys jack ferguson everybody 10 minutes of his vacation to denmark lovely yay they have great butter in Denmark, I've heard. And Danishes, because they made Danish. It's a Danish. It's a reason why it's called a Danish. <laughs> They're good with pastries. They're so tall, they can eat as many fats as they want. Yay! Hey, your next comedian, he's such a stalwart. Wart, stalwart. I have to babysit at seven, so I better sober up. There's a, he's a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for Cody Abe. I went to, I spent some time in, in Europe. Uh, I went on a trip. It was, I, it was beautiful and everything, but like, uh, I, uh, it was like in high school. And my friend, uh, like, asked the girl to be his girlfriend there, like on Christmas Day, like, like at a like in a snowy field. It was very beautiful. And that same night, I went to a bathroom and used one of those travel pussies. Have you seen that? Uh, it was, it's like, they they have a lot of those in Europe. Have you like a flashlight? The, 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 like it. It, yeah, it was like a like flesh, a flashlight. It was oh, a okay. flashlight. It was like no, but it was it was disposable, and it was like you filled it up with warm water, <laughs> and that's what. And then you like, <laughs> it's like what? Have you seen like those those little things with like the fish in it, and like the, the little squishy things with the fish in it, and like the st okay. stress balls or whatever? Yeah, it's basically that, but you I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it was I that, but I spent 75 cents in a restroom and got it. And it wasn't in Japan? That sounds like a very no, Japanese it's a, thing. it's a very European thing. Oh, like they, have, right. they sell they, they sell like those, and they sell like, uh, um, well, like condoms, obviously, and uh, I saw cock rings and all, like, like a lot more kinky stuff than just like a travel. Because I, I, I guess we stopped at a lot of uh, like roadside. Um, 
Like we were doing like yeah, it was Germany and like eh. it was in Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's where it was. It was Germany and uh, Switzerland and the Czech Republic. Yeah, this is very just very like it's very weird places we went. It's like we went to the kinkiest places in Europe on a high school trip. It was crazy. Uh, I don't know. That's my European story. A lot of weird shit. Horny high schoolers, right? Um, so I've been thinking a lot about, uh, th- been thinking about a lot about like how people talk to each other. Like, you say, "How are you doing?" and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think it's weird that people react negatively to the answer, "Oh, I'm doing okay," because that's like the odds are that's how people should be doing most of the time. Like, it, you, like. Of course, it's bad if you say you're doing bad, but, like, catching someone on a great day is rare, like, for anybody, I feel like. Like, I, like it's, there's no way to, to really, like, you're, you're, ba- you're basically being offended that somebody is at equilibrium, and I, I think that's, that, I think that's, that's a problem we have in this world, is that we expect way too much uh, from people. Like you expect somebody to like be be great while you're talking to them, uh, even though like you're just assuming that they don't hate you, is that, is what is what it is at the end of the day, like because cause their day could have been going like a little bit more than okay, but by you talking to them, asking them how you're doing, how they're doing, it's made it worse. Okay, that was a little thought I had, little little thought, little thought. Uh, so I uh. I spent nine months living with uh, my friend's mother. Uh, it was my best friend's mother. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awkward, uh, especially because my best friend wasn't living at her house at the time. So it was like whenever he came over, that was I look I always look forward to that because you know I get to talk to him and like tell him how much I uh, fucked his mother. Uh, I love doing that. We're just we're just kidding around. Uh, she didn't really. She didn't really. Uh, well, I, I didn't really, you know, have sex with her, but she, it, it, it was weird because, um, she did, it did feel kind of like she was like preying on me a little bit as like a, as like a younger lad, like, like porno style. <laughs> uh, but it, you know, it, like it wasn't like to that extent, but it, it, it did feel like that as, at some points and it, it, it just got me like, it, it just got me thinking like th- that's like, it is very like aggressively praying like as an, as, as when that kind of thing happens and like I was raised in a household full of women and so uh I don't like that because I understand how uh like uh crazy it can be like just living with like a but I it's it's crazy they're crazy like women are crazy (laughs) (laughs) am I right women are crazy but I but (laughs) but I respect it I respect it I respect women and I uh, (laughs) I think he doth protest too much. I, uh, in, in the way that I respect, in the way that I respect nature, because that's what it is, right? I won't, I won't, I'll enjoy the view of the African savanna, but I'm not going to go poke a lion with a stick. That's not what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, 
You, you know what? You have a lot to go on on that joke because lions are big pussies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. There's I'm, a lot I'm of... with you on that. I feel like that's a that's. I'm sorry. Heckle Mike engaged. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Mike, I, I just disengaged. that's just like a thought that I had today. That, that that's kind of. I don't know. Uh, but I just feel, I don't know, whatever. Uh, going, moving on. Uh, she, she was a conspiracy theorist though. And, uh, that was, that was cool living with it. Like, I love conspiracies. I do. It's kind of, it's kind of like fan fiction for real life. Uh, like, you know, it's fun to think about, like just postulating what could be. But at the end of the day, we know that, that it, like even if it was true, it still wouldn't affect our everyday lives as much as they think that it would. And it it it, it wasn't it, it wasn't bad most of the time. It was just awkward when I walked down the stairs and uh, the news would be playing and there would be like a car crash like on the 580 somewhere. And then she would just look at me and be like, "You know the Clintons are behind that, right?" I'm just like, "What? How how is that possible?" Uh, well, you see the chemtrails uh, caused by the Clintons uh, mind controlled that per- that one person to crash into the road, so that uh, there the 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 CEO of Salesforce was late to to his meeting today, and I'm like, okay, this is um, it sounds about accurate. Like it sounds about right. Like that's how things happen in this world. Nothing's a coincidence. We're all in a simulation. We are doomed to repeat the mistakes of our ancestors over and over again until ad infinitum with every advance in technology we have. And, okay, this isn't going anywhere. Um, I feel like, uh, I feel like pumpkin spice lattes, uh, I, I feel like they... I feel like they like they they don't even have to try to make it taste the same every year because no one will care. Like they, th- no one cares about how it tastes. It's just the feeling of having it during that certain season, which makes it uh, like everyone forgets. The reason why people like it, I think, is because they forget how it tastes mainly because it doesn't taste amazing, but it 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 doesn't encapsulate the season very well. Uh, just like. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess in the same way that that like going like school shopping like encapsulated the feeling of wanting to go back to school, like, and then you realize that it it, it really isn't all that it's cracked up to be. Like you, there's it's very awkward. Like you, you, it's cold. You're talking to people that you don't want to, and then they get your order wrong, and then you get you 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 fucking how hard is it to just do a coffee? In these days, oh, but the McRib is so good, though, huh? I love the McRib, but I I always miss it. I always miss the McRib. It's never, um, it's never there when I need it the most. It's never there. Um, okay, let's, let's talk about a little bit more about my notes that I have here. Uh, oh, everyone is disgusting. Everyone is absolutely disgusting. Uh, and I, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, we, us as comics acknowledge that, but most people don't think about it. And I think that if everyone just learns that we're all disgusting, 
then 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 we then the shit on the streets will just fucking like just fucking don't just like don't walk on the streets I don't know fuck dude you ever just try to start something and just never fucking fuck fuck I'm at like 10 minutes huh 10 minutes yeah we're, we're we are we are we are we are out here talking about all this all this new stuff that I thought about today that sounded so good in my head I mean, we all feel that huh oh so good in my head oh so good in my head can you can can uh I hate my job I'm gonna end it on this I I work at a grocery store I fucking hate it uh it I'm at the point where if somebody were to just come up to me and tell me, all right, we're going to give you an ultimatum, right? You can either keep on working at your job or we will waterboard you for a minute for the rest of your life, every day. I'm willing to take my chances, you know, see if I'm like cut out to be a Navy SEAL. Like if I'm, if I can just go out there and, uh, you know, take one for the team for my country and just be waterboarded every day you know crimes against humanity and whatnot uh but i all right and then this is that so there's a there's this there's this uh actually i'm just gonna stop there fucking cutting his losses no it's fine you did 10 minutes every i feel like Everybody feel good about today? You got some stuff out you wanted to get out? I don't want to subject you with any of my stuff because I already subjected Ernest and Rachel to it last night. The new cat calling stuff is cute, but I don't feel the need to, to do it again. So The dog calling part? Did I? I was so fucked up last night. I don't remember. I need to listen to my set from last night because I have no idea. It was all that pot bread last night. Fucked my shit up. I have no idea. I was completely on neutral. I'll have to spelunk my old sets. I'm just excited because I get to go babysit this little boy and he's six and he is like the best date in San Francisco. We're going to make dinner together. He likes to hold my hand. We make pillow forts together and pretend we're cats like it is. And then they pay me at the end of the night. I can't believe it. It's like he's the most respectful gentleman in San Francisco. He like listens to me all the time. It's so impressive. I love it. So I'm going to go hang out with that little, little doll. And thank you guys all for being here and come back to Mutiny Radio. Um, give me, give me money. And if you can't give me money, it's fine. Take a picture or just put something on Instagram. I don't understand how that works yet. So somebody just do anything with Instagram. And I'm so happy. Like, I don't even know. Mutiny Radio SF, follow us, do something, say something. That's totally worth $2 to me. Yay. Bye everybody. Yay. When we hit that road hard as leather, cats and dogs will dance in the heather, birds and frogs will sing all together, and the toads will hop. The wind will whistle as we rattle along, the cows will moo in the clover, the river will ripple out of whistle.
motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Oh. 
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets because no one ever shows up, so it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there.
This is MutinyRadio.fm. You're listening to Flat Black Plastic Show. If you go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.MutinyRadio.fm, you can send money through the computer to us. Make us happy, make you happy. All right. Thank you. Keep listening.
Black Plastic Show coming to you from the sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. MutinyRadio.fm is the station you're listening for and to and with. Mother, where? And father will do the best he can. My 
and mother is dead, Lord. Well, the best you can when mother dead. I'll let you do the best you can. Show me things your father can't understand. Nobody treats you like mother will Thank you.